your van life is your van life. So if that needs to be like super fancy and super slick and have all the bells and whistles, then that's what it needs to be. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Don't come at me because I've got a hanging closet instead of a shower. That's what I needed in my van. Do whatever it like is gonna be for van life. Alrighty guys, hello and welcome. You are listening to the Road to Thriving podcast. My name is Claire and I am your host. Alrighty guys, in today's episode, I am sitting down with M from M's Van Life. If you do not follow her, go check her out. She is just this breath of fresh air in the van life space. She's super funny and just all about giving that daily dose of van life reality. And so I reached out to her and I was like, let's jump on and discuss all those like van life reality myths and misconceptions. And so this is a really fun episode. It's a bit different to what I normally do. Um, but basically we sit down and play a, a bit of a round of true or false uh, when it comes to van life realities. Um Things like you must be a minimalist to live in a van. Van life is a lot of hard work. <laughs> Things will break. Uh, you get the idea. Anyway, it was really fun uh, to sit down and chat about these just like very stereotypical van life things. I um, hope you guys enjoy. And yeah, let's get to the episode. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. No complaints this morning. It was a chill morning. I hear you've uh, been doing some fun things flying in the sky. Yeah, flying through the sky, counting boats for uh, the government. and Counting boats for the government. Is that what you were doing? Yeah. I uh, didn't see. I saw a few sea lions, but no, uh, no bears or anything exciting today. All righty. Well, okay. Um... Yeah, what better way to start off than starting with a quick fire, if you're ready. Okay. Alrighty, where are you from? Uh, Vancouver in Canada. And where are you now? Uh, I am on the Sunshine Coast, uh, still in Canada, in BC, so about a 40-minute ferry ride from Vancouver. Mm, the island, I miss it. It's so beautiful. Do you spend, like, your days in like on the island like are you parked up on the island as well or do you go back to Vancouver like do you do the back and forth no I'm on the Sunshine Coast which is not the island but everyone thinks it is uh, oh. it's still the mainland but you need to take a ferry to get to it oh. so uh I live here full-time mm. the ferries are too of a too much of an experience interesting wait so it's still the mainland but you have to take a ferry there. It's just there's no roads from, like, Vancouver here. So you kind of have to go around. Interesting. Yeah. I think. I could be totally wrong. But I'm pretty sure, it, like, that's how the geography works. Cool. I mean, maybe I never got there. <laughs> I feel a little sad now. <laughs> you can come visit me. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, do you have, like a first travel memory or something that just like sticks out to you that you like, I don't know, that kind of maybe inspired you to get into van life or that pushed you to pursue travel, like 
anything that pops up. No, my first travel memory was going to um, uh, Disneyland when I was, I think it was like three or four or something like that. That's like my first travel memory. And I just remember being on a plane and looking out the window and like, that was amazing. Um, And then it just being like, with grownups and the whole time because I was the only kid there and just thinking like this really sucks that I'm with just adults like I wish I was either like by myself or with other kids (laughs) so uh, I guess even at a young age I wanted to travel by myself (laughs) by yourself how old were you four (laughs) (laughs) I love it very cool. So I think I've just always been a solo traveler. I like that. Um, beach or mountains? Beach. Beach. I love it. Top bucket list destination right now? Oh, right now. Or, I don't know, any time? <laughs> a bucket list that you really want to hit? Canada. Okay. The whole point of the van was uh, Canada. Mm-hmm. Do you have that booked in or is it kind of indefinitely in the future? Uh, it's on the list. <laughs> the calendar is not, it's not made it to the calendar yet, but it's, it's on a piece of paper somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those, that's where the old dreams start on a piece of paper somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, alrighty. So a book you're reading or listening to at the moment that you're loving. Um, haven't been reading a lot very much lately uh but I am working or have been working on Ali Wong's book that she wrote to her daughters I think it's called Dear Girls that's sweet I love it very cute Alrighty, and then last one top practice or hack that you do I always say wellness practice but like whatever you interpret that to mean um something that you do while you live on the road to help you like feel your best Oh, I don't think I do any. I can think of something for you, but I'll, I want to hear what yours is. I don't think I do anything wellness. No, I you do. I know uh, one. Like I eat terrible. I eat like a fifteen-year-old boy, <laughs> and I I drink like a trucker. Uh, is it rosé on the roof? Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of what I was getting at. I was gonna. <laughs> That was literally what I was going to say. I love that that's classified as my wellness. <laughs> hey, self-care looks different for everyone, okay? Yeah. Whatever. Rosé and crystal goblets on the roof at sunset. <laughs> what? It's Okay, maybe I need to change the word wellness, but... Self-care. Right? And I just think it's like this concept of like wellness. I don't know. It's... It's such a, yeah, self-care. Maybe that's a better word I could change it to. But it's just like whatever you do to like help you feel good yeah. during a life on the road. Yeah, I guess like when I say drink like a trucker, rosé on the roof is not drinking like a trucker. That's drinking like a classy lady. <laughs> well, of course, in the in the crystal glasses. Although I'm very impressed that you have crystal in the van. This is impressive to me. It's in like a box with styrofoam. Like I made it look like, yeah. you know, like on, you know, 
movie or on TV when they open up a briefcase and there's like a gun in foam. <laughs> yeah. I have that, but crystal glass instead. <laughs> and then underneath <laughs> is the gun? Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. It's where I keep my gun with my crystal. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Now, I want to kind of take everyone maybe who hasn't heard your story um, or doesn't know you yet just to kind of give them like a crash course on you and what your story is um and obviously like you're traveling around solo female van life right now um I would like to kind of step it back and like how you ended up in a van in Canada share your story okay so I was living overseas in Australia but I didn't even know van life was a thing at that point um and then a that was in, I guess, January of 2020. And then in ooh, March, there was COVID. Uh, and so, uh, again, still didn't know van life existed. Um, yeah. And so I had to move back to Canada because of the pandemic. So I packed up everything I owned and either sold it, shipped it, or gave it away. I quit my job and had to quit my job. Uh, we were all furloughed or stood down or however you call it. Uh, and booked a ticket and sold all my belongings and moved back to Canada in eight days. Uh, and then just sat in isolation for 14 days <laughs> and tried to come up with a plan and decided, well, I guess I'm like in forced retirement. I might as well travel. Um, and that van was like that I had was kind of like, it was handy because I wouldn't have to book an Airbnb. So maybe I'll just do that. Uh, and I knew a friend that was building a van. And I thought, well, I'm not going to do that, but I'll, <laughs> I'll find someone to do it for me. Uh, and so within, I guess, I guess within like about a month I had decided to, do van life, decided to travel across Canada, bought a van, found a builder, designed a layout, and then just waited for it to be done. And it took about four or five months. Um, and that, I mean, that's winter. And on the West Coast, I mean, we're lucky because it is the warmest part of Canada, but it's wet. Damn. Uh, and, you know, moisture and vans don't go together. And um, I also got a faulty propane tank, so I had no heat. I had no, uh, I couldn't cook. I had to like bring in a camping stove and set it on top of my stove so that I could cook. That was like about three months oh of winter Lord. living in my van with no heat. And then I had a bunch of family commitments. So the van was really helpful in that I could go wherever I needed to go to help my family. Um, and do what I needed to do to be near them. And then once the van was like back up and running and it was starting to be spring, I thought, well, I still can't travel. Travel's still restricted. Uh, a large part of Canada is still frozen. I guess I should just like get yeah. a job uh, and just like wait until I can travel. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was the adult thing to do, to not, you know, not stay retired for no reason. Uh, so I took a job um, where I am now, and I just live full-time in the van 
uh, in one place. I don't travel, um, but the, I'm close enough to Vancouver uh, that I can park up the van whenever I want and I go and see friends and family. Um, when I get, you know, weekends and things like that, I can go somewhere in the van. So, I mean, it's not, it's not the typical solo female van lifer traveling around. It's living in a gravel parking lot at work in a van. <laughs> so it's more of a van dweller than a van lifer. Um, but it's, you're still alive, right? Van life is different. So yeah. you're still it's living? still van life to me still counts yeah so hoping to get a little bit more time away from work uh this summer so more exploring getting done and then one day the plan is still to take this baby from coast to coast so maybe then i'll be considered proper van lifer because I'm then then and only then well i mean that is kind of like the perfect this yeah it's the perfect segue into our conversation today and it's like one thing that I've always loved about how you show up online is that you're always just very much like advocating for just like telling it how it is sharing the real sides like it's messy it's maybe stationary it's not always perfect um oh goodness me oh it's frozen over fridges and it's no propane and it's running out of water yep i will say i am a big advocate of winterizing your pipes and a lot of people in canada don't do that so i've never had the frozen pipe situation in in the winter months so well is that reality i'm really curious actually now that you brought that up frozen pipes Well, I'm curious what you do because obviously like we're traveling around in a rental van right now and our plan was to go skiing up in like Hotham and obviously like Australia winter is very, very different, but these vans are not built Mm -hmm. for long-term living. I think that's the best way to describe it. Um, And so there's, I don't think there's any kind of insulation on anything and we're just like, ooh, are we going to end up with, like, some frozen tanks? Like, <laughs> what's going to happen? It's going to be interesting. So if you have any tips, let us know. Oh, yeah. 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 I I um, have, and if you've ever, especially my early stories, like, if you've ever watched, if, you, if you've been with me since the beginning, you will know that I have, like, a great love for uh, a faucet from Amazon that you just put on like a water jug and it's USB rechargeable. Um, I'm in a committed relationship with it sometimes. Uh, it's amazing. And I just saw, actually, I just saw a Instagram reel because I was like, oh, I don't need the tap anymore, but I'm just going to keep it in the van over summer just in case. And I saw a woman and she put it on a wine bottle. <laughs> and so her wine just like spurts out of the faucet and I was like oh oh here we go (laughs) that's that's the summer so what is it used for is it like a winter thing is it like a winter hack well because I don't actually keep any water in my water tank over winter so that's empty so I just have like a jug on the counter and this is like just got a little hose into the jug and you just like it's like an instead of having like the foot pump um style 
uh, faucet. This is like, it's like a real faucet, but it's just USB rechargeable. So you don't actually need electricity. Interesting. Okay. Maybe that's what we need to get on on our end. One of my favorite things. Ideas. Like Oprah's favorite things. This is one of my favorite things. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, I mean, you kind of have alluded to it a little bit, um, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about like, what has it been like for you to be living stationary, working a full-time job? It's full-time, right? Your job. Oh, it's well more than full-time. It's a full-time yeah, it's more job than for full-time. me. And it's well more than full-time. I was full-time. two people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So now that you're working a full-time job, living in the van... Could you share a little bit, like, what that experience has been like for you? Yeah, it, it was – I had just kind of – I was moving around a little bit where I was before, um, and so I had gotten into, like, the, you know, oh, you know where to go for the water, and you know how long your tanks take to empty, and you know how much electricity you use, and you kind of get into this, like, real rhythm in the van where you are – like it is a living entity and you know when it needs to be nourished uh and you're I had I was you know trying to do do my blog and do all of that stuff and so I was trying to make it um as routine as possible so you know having the table set up so that I had a kind of a home office and going to different locations for cooking or sleeping or working on the blog or you know I'm kind of trying to make a real routine in the van um, but still enjoy it and so when I when I moved uh, to start my job I was only really in the van at night and then that was kind of weird and then I was always in the same place and that was kind of weird because you don't have to think about where you're going to sleep every night and uh, if once winter hit, I was able to just like plug in um, and it just kind of became like boot stocking because I can use the shower at work and I can fill up my water tank at work and do all this stuff and I kind of, I kind of feel like lazy and so sometimes when I have to go away I think like, oh, where am I going to do this? Where am I going to do that? And it, it's like a nice, it's a nice thing to have to do to kind of keep yourself on your toes again. Um, and kind of learn how to do van life because I, I think I've just gotten really lazy with it. So as much as it's comfortable to just have the van and know where I'm going to park, um, I, I do miss when I've had to, you know, just think about it um, and think about how, how long I can survive. If I was to just drive away right now, how long would I be able to go without stocking up my fridge and stocking up my water and emptying my tanks and uh you know filling my propane and all of that kind of stuff um yeah i i do sometimes miss that but at the same time it's thinking about where you're gonna sleep every night sometimes is exhausting mm, yeah that's literally what i was just gonna say it's like when you're full-time van life i think the i don't know like when we have like when we first started traveling there's this like hustle that you want to do you just want to like go and see everything and if it's if you can um 
where we were in the very beginning of the pandemic, we had the luxury of Queensland being quite open. They were quite happy for us to go to national parks and things like that. So we took the opportunity. And so we were, you know, going and seeing this and doing this and just like trying to entertain ourselves. Um, But then we kind of hit this wall of like, oh, wait, now like I'm exhausted from having to find a park every night and trying to figure out what to do every day, which I know is like a good problem to have. But I think from the outside or if you're starting, you don't realize that. Like, it just looks like this dreamy holiday that everyone's having. I remember when you got so I think really it's like... tired. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Keep going. Well, I was just going to say, I remember when you got really tired because I was kind of, like, trapped in the town that I was in at that moment. Um, so I was still traveling around very lightly, um, but I was just kind of, like, in one city and still needing to find places to park every night. And, like, you can only do so much in a city when you're not allowed to drive anywhere and I I remember thinking like you mm. it was so amazing that you know things were so open for you and you could travel and then when you got tired I remember I remember talking to you and you're saying you're tired and I just remember thinking yeah it would be tiring like const- like it sounds like it's constant vacation but at the same time like it's not constant vacation like it's a lot of organizing and it's a lot of movement and you're trying to do your thing and that being I said, wanted to be tired from having to travel <laughs> yeah I was about to say that being said you probably were sitting in Canada being like oh I wish I was exhausted from traveling yeah like I couldn't even leave Vancouver Island at, at one point so you know it's we were, we were just so trapped yeah, God. I mean for a good reason mm. but well I was I ha- yeah. happily didn't travel. I know a lot of people still did. Yeah. I I was a bit of an advocate for following the rules, but um, yeah. yeah, it's it's almost harder when you're when you're trying to travel in a very restricted space, and there's only so many places you can park at night, and there's only so many places you can sit in a parking lot during the day and write a blog. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, I mean, I think that's the perfect segue. I mean, talking about, like, all these realities, I thought it would be kind of fun to do a bit of a, I don't know, there's all these, like, misconceptions that people have about van life, and I thought I just have made a massive list of them, and I thought we could kind of go through and play a little game of myth versus reality, and kind of how it will work is I will say the myth or reality, and then you get to respond of whether you think it's a myth or a reality and then we can discuss. What do you think? Yes, please. Oh my gosh, this sounds like so much fun. <laughs> this is right this is right up our alley. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Alrighty, the first one. You must be a minimalist to live in a van. So I am I would say myth. However, I am a min- minimalist and when I see people who are yeah. not in a van it causes me great anxiety so in my personal opinion I think you should be but you don't have to be <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay but with this in mind I actually had this a follow-up for you you have a storage locker is that correct and I know a lot of people do I do I do um yeah. so what unfortunately what the majority of my storage locker is is things that uh are like if i was 
actually no I usually say the things that when I move into a home one day because I will live in a uh, I will live in a structure at some point um, but a lot of it is family photos and family heirlooms and family mm. family things that I am too guilty to throw out oh I mean we've um, all got those. I also keep a uh, seasonal wardrobe so I keep yeah uh, so I keep only the season of clothes in the van uh, smart I know you guys have like everything you own in your van <laughs> Ski, skis and paddle boards right next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, my van is a seasonal van. Um, so I have, yeah, I have a storage locker. But also at the same time, the storage locker for me is a really good exercise in if I think I don't need something, I will put it in the storage locker. And if I can go a year without ever needing it for any season, it can go away mm. forever. Yeah. Which I think is really good because, like, that's the whole concept of minimalism, right? Because it's not just, like, throwing away everything and then being like, oh, six months later, I need it again. I should go buy it again. The whole point is to have, like, your basics and essentials and not, like, waste unnecessarily. So I think that does make you a true minimalist. So I went to the storage locker. I went to the storage locker the other day. And this is is how ridiculous I get. I put this spatula (laughs) away in the storage locker because I was like, I never use a spatula. I don't need a spatula. And I have needed a spatula for so long that like for the last three months, I kept on saying to myself, I need to go get that spatula. (laughs) I refused to buy one because I had one. (laughs) But that has been in my storage locker Mm -hmm. for six months. And for the last three months, I've been like, oh, I just need that spatula. So I do things like that. We're the opposite. Like, We're like, like because I think taking a spatula out of the van is gonna create create all the space in the world. Oh, get rid of the spatula and you'll be fine. <laughs> We're the opposite. We're massive hoarders. We're like, we might use the spatula one day in like a year. Therefore, we should keep it. It's terrible. Terrible. I know you would not like our van. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. You're I'm sorry. Um, with that in mind, though, I like I actually think it's a really cool concept to have a storage unit with like a few of your essentials because like we we do like we're planning a move and like we do like we have everything with us and so it's like almost like when we get into the van wherever we end up next it's like where are we gonna put our like photo albums and like you know you have a few like childhood toys or whatever and it's like maybe you have your family's house that you can put it in but if you don't if you're traveling internationally like you want a space for those things so well, and that's the thing. So in in Vancouver, space is at a premium. And so my parents looked at my stuff and yeah. they said, uh, where are you putting that? Because it's not in here. Yeah. Uh, and then my the rest of my family and all my friends are like, we can barely have space for our own things. We're not keeping yeah. yours. You could pay to have a storage locker somewhere else. So I think, you know, a lot of people are lucky enough that they have a parent's garage or something like that. And so maybe they don't consider the fact that they even have stuff in storage, but they do. Mm. So I'm just very Mm. open about the fact that I have a storage locker. (laughs) Alrighty. So next one is you must travel full time in order to live in a van. Says the girl who literally never (laughs) travels. But this is a common one. So... 
I mean, a lot of people DM me and they're like, how do you travel full time and, um, and work on the road? Like what job do you do that you work remotely? And I always think like, do I get the illusion? Am I reals that I'm traveling? Because I'm never anywhere. Like I don't really post, uh, I guess, you know, location places, uh, or location reels or anything like that. But, um, most of my most of my reels I'm inside the van and most of my stories I'm on the roof so uh, <laughs> we're not going very far um, but with, with <laughs> van life I think it's just an automatic that you travel full-time um, and until I needed to live somewhere I guess I kind of thought that too so mm. it's just my house I just call it my house. I also call it my car. Uh, so it just depends on what I need it for at the moment. House with the ability to move. Yeah. That's not nice. Exactly. Well, I mean, I guess I think that's a great follow-up to that one is the classic that every person who lives in a van, if they have an Instagram, they have received this comment on at least one of their videos that in order to be a van lifer, you must be a trust fund kid. Have you gotten that one before? Oh, I got the biggest one yet, like literally last week. And I was like, I was actually trying to look for the post because um, I kind of, I, I don't normally uh, bite when people throw those things out. But I was just like, if by trust fund baby, you mean a middle-aged 43-year-old woman who's been working for 25 years and saves her money? And if you mean in a $100,000 Sprinter van, if you mean not $100,000 and not a Sprinter van, yeah, you really hit the nail on the head there. Like, uh, yeah, the whole thing of that is definitely a myth because I, I don't even think I know a trust fund baby. Like, out of all the people that, you know, we're Instagram friends with or online no. friends with or van-like friends with, I don't think I've ever that one. Unless they hide it really well. Nope. Me neither. I mean, I'm sure they exist. Jake said something really um, insightful the other day, actually, when I mentioned that I was doing this episode with you. And he was like, all myths are founded in some truth. So there's obviously someone that knew someone who was a trust fund kid who lived in a van one time. And therefore, we now forever are holding this hat to this myth of this one person who did it one time. So, yeah, no, I would say that's like, that is almost like the number one myth. Yeah, I should have started with that. Sorry, I should have. Alrighty, well, I guess another good follow up to that one is when you get into a van, you must either be an influencer or a YouTuber. Well, yeah, duh. <laughs> myth oh my god like and it's so funny too because sometimes I'll see a van and I'll be with like a non-van person and I'll like look and they'll be like oh you just checking it out I'm like no I guess sometimes I just think like oh I wonder if they have an Instagram page I'm not, I, I would love to see what they've done with their build and then I remember like well not everyone is on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Shocking, yeah. I know. When I, the only reason I even have Instagram is because 
someone wanted me to and I said don't be ridiculous and they were like van life is hot and I said uh no thank you and I was like quite <laughs> against it <laughs> and so you caved eventually it was supposed to it was supposed to be to show my travels to friends I think on that point though I that like being uh how do I put it obviously like it's not true for everyone but I think if you choose and you choose a style of van life that you are traveling around and you are exploring I think there's this really cool opportunity to explore that part of yourself that it like is creative that wants to like share those stories and I think we are like storytelling beings and I think it's really cool that we have all these platforms to be able to connect with one another even if it's not to be like an influencer or a YouTuber like I know that when Jake and I first got in the van we were like yeah let's start a YouTube are we do we like filming vlogs absolutely not like it's not a fun thing for us but we thought why not um and that quickly did you start YouTube it was a quick quick note I did please don't look But it was, it Everyone was, on the it was great to the for podcast our right now is it, like, like googling. Yeah. <laughs> I'll search for it. Um, no, to be fair, like I don't regret it. Like I mean, I have a film background, so like I love making films. I love creating. Um, but like vlog style specifically, you have to be a specific kind of personality. I think like actually, Jake and I have been discussing recently. Like oh, I'd be really cool to like make little mini feature films, like Jits into the Sunset. I love the way they do their. Um, their films, their like mini segments of like where they travel to. And I was like, look, if for no other reason than A, it's a creative outlet and B, it's like a good memory. Like we get to create something and and look back on it and have that to look at. I don't know. So I think that's a cool opportunity, but not a necessity. Yeah. So yeah, the YouTube thing is like, people actually ask me like, oh, I can't find your YouTube channel. I'm like, I don't have one. And they're like, oh, you should start one. Like, I would love to watch your vlog. Like, okay, then you obviously don't know how much work that is. uh, Because I am just in awe of all the people that do YouTube, let alone do it well. um, Because that is so much work. Because, like, a 15-second Instagram reel takes hours. And I can't imagine... Yep. Filming, editing, putting together a 20-minute YouTube video multiple times a week. Like, why? You would have, like, that would be all you like, could do. Some people, that's, like, their full-time income is to, like, work on that one video for the entire week. That's just, that's saying something. For anyone who's maybe, like, considering it, like, if you have a passion, awesome. But if not, read the room. Like, <laughs> And people, people will probably notice that, like, I go through, like, spurts where, like, I'm awesome putting content out on Instagram, and then there'll be, like, a week where, like, or two weeks, even, I've either run out of content that I've made, or, like, I am so tired by the time I get done my full-time job from being on a computer and on texting, like, for my job all day, that if I have to look at my phone, like, I might scream. So uh, the fact that people are doing YouTube as their job, amazing. The people that we both know that do YouTube in addition to a full-time job, like, 
I just want to like hug them. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering where you were going with that. They, and I was like, like yeah, hug. Create, we definitely need to hug them. Yeah. Like you just want to like hug them and be like, you're doing a really great job in life. Like I commend you <laughs> in all of your endeavors. Uh, I'm very proud of you. And all of it. Yeah. It's just, just yeah. all of it. Like I just want to hmm. appreciate them. Yeah, and I think, too, I going backwards a little bit, mm. influencer has gotten, Yeah, it's not necessarily a great word. It's turned into a dirty word, and uh, mm. you know, someone of influence is a great thing to be, but an influencer is not a great thing to be, and it's not the right term, like, I wouldn't mm. say, I wouldn't say I do I am an influencer. I would say I create reels about how you live in a van and people watch them and then they're like, okay, cool, that's helpful. Uh, or, like, that's stupid. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what people think about them, but, uh, you know, I don't... I think influencer, people get the idea of the girl in the ball gown standing on a mountain at sunset. Mm. Which, nothing wrong with. I just yeah, want to point that out. Of, like do you but I think oh no maybe like I love if I could if I could have a photo of me doing that it would be on this wall right here <laughs> just strategically <laughs> um I love the word digital creator for that reason like it feels really fitting like you are creating in a digital space I feel like that's sufficient yeah 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 all right like next one yeah. And I think people oh. also don't understand the difference between content creator or influencer. Mm, that's true. So like people think that like, yeah, people just don't. And I remember listening to you and Nina actually talk on her episode yeah. about that. And I was like, yes, can more people, can, can I like broadcast this? Yeah. Like people don't understand this. Influencer is not a bad word. Content creators are not influencers necessarily. Yep. So pick and choose, but they're, neither nor like yep and i'd like for reference if you guys are listening um that is the episode with sidewalker daily nina zeta she um yeah just broke down the entire industry for anyone who's curious to learn more that's actually one of my most listened to episodes actually so it's obviously an interesting topic it's for a people great episode Alrighty, so next one um Gosh, I've got a few. I'm just going to, like, pick and choose. Um, van life is more expensive than you think. Yes. True. Real? real? Reality? What was? What were the choices? Myth or reality? Reality. Real. Real. <laughs> real. Reality. Yeah. Real. Real. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because cars are not expensive, not cheap to fix. I mean, especially if you have that... that um, sprinter van that the you know we all have apparently (laughs) Um, and uh if you are traveling fuel not cheap Um, not right now especially uh you have to yeah you um things like internet is more expensive on the road because it's data you're not having like a wired line in your house or you know, you don't have just TV, so you have to you have to have Amazon Prime, and you have to have Netflix, and you have to have Spotify. You have to have all the things that, like, in a house, 
are just kind of like you just have TV and you just you might have to pay for water depending on where you live in the mm. world. Like water might not be free. You might have to pay to dump things. People people think you can just dump your gray water ever anywhere. Not true. Definitely not. Um yeah. Van life it's it's not free. No. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah. You also buy food way more frequently because you don't have buckets of storage. Mm. like and also to preface that like I think you can do it cheaply and I had another one that said you must live off two minute noodles and I'm just gonna merge it in here because I think you can you can live off two minute noodles like that's a reality you can do that (laughs) I don't want to nor can I like for health reasons I have to eat a certain way and the way I eat is expensive and that's not gonna change whether I live in a van or not and like some people I sh- like they share their like weekly budget and I'm like wow I I wish that I could feel healthy in my body eating that I just don't and I think just like acknowledging that and it's like some people are going to travel more and that's going to be more comfortable for them and others like stay stationary and they're going to spend less money so yeah. I think you need to like break down what the difference in a house and a van or an RV or a trailer or whatever you're doing is because, like, you're still always going to eat food. So if you're the type of person that makes beautiful meals like you guys do, or you're the type of person that eats two-minute noodles, you're going to do that in a house. Uh, if you travel, like, you've got fuel. But that's basically like a rent. Or you might have, like, a car payment. Uh, that's like your rent. So, like, it's all the other things that you wouldn't do if you were in a house. Like, I guess I just think, like, the differences in my budget from when I lived in an apartment to now aren't that many. Like, yeah, there's the the internet and there's, uh, Mm. I've got a few more apps because I want to watch a few more shows because I don't have access to TV. But the differences, I I probably spend similar money because I've got, you know, I have to fill up my propane tank but I would consider that as, like, a utility bill, I guess. Um, I would consider my fuel as a utility bill. Um, I don't have any car payments or anything like that, but that would just be, like, a rent. So I think, you know, if you're the type of person who's going traveling and experiencing things and going to national parks and paying for park fees and all that kind of stuff, you would probably be doing that anyways but just also paying for airbnbs and also paying for travel and you're just kind of getting rid of that part so yeah it's cheaper if that's your that was your lifestyle but it's not free Mm -hmm. (laughs) if people think living in a van is free it's not that is true i mean for the Mm. For the um, trust fund babies. It's oh, of course. Yes. Those people that exist somewhere. To be fair, they yeah. probably do exist. And I don't want to, someone to listen to be like, it's me. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, dear. Alrighty. But that's, that's their, that's, that's their ability. That's amazing. That's true. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if I had a trust fund. <laughs> I would not be mad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alrighty, this one is a good one for you. Um, 
I, I grabbed this off a blog. I can't actually remember. I should have quoted this. Sorry. I should have given some credit. But um, I found a few of these off a blog and they, they just wrote, cold or rainy weather sucks. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you'd be the expert on this one. Yeah. Reality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Reality. But like, it sucks in a house too. It sucks <laughs> going to work when you have your car. Oh, it just sucks dear. a little yeah. more in a van because moisture is the cancer of a vehicle uh yeah but there's a lot of tools at your disposal to minimize the moisture mm. and if your van is nice and warm and toasty inside everything dries mm -hmm. well i think that's like the i mean i have a few more but i almost just want to like hand it over because we initially had said like if you had any did, is there any I didn't hit from your list? Yeah. Oh, already. Let's hear them. Uh, oh, what was it? I was going to say, uh, you have to be a couple. Oh. Like a travel couple, you have to have, yes. like, a, you know, you can't do it by yourself. Because it's not safe for a woman to be alone oh. on the road in a van. So annoying. To be fair, actually, I am, like... I admire solo van lifers a lot and I say this a lot because I kind of like yourself I love traveling by myself it's one of my favorite things to do um, and I honestly sometimes miss it like I miss just like the freedom I'm just like all about the freedom and sometimes I'll be like oh I could just go somewhere and like eat something by myself and not have to worry about my partner or my dog or like other humans <laughs> And I like envy that aspect of yeah. van life a little bit, but I also respect it a lot because then you also like, you have to take on the entire set of responsibilities that come with a van. Like you have to be responsible for paying for the entire van. You have to be responsible for filling up, emptying, figuring out where to park, where to go, what to do. Like there's a lot that comes with that and like the responsibility is quite high. So I respect that a lot. Yeah, we do have to do a lot by ourselves in this little guy. Mm -hmm. It's a, yeah, it's, but I think that we have a amazing community of, especially solo female travelers or female van lifers or van dwellers mm. that, uh, you know, or even not female, solo people or even couples who, if I put solo something on a story van. going, I don't know how to fix this. People will reach out and be like, Emily, go do this, <laughs> yeah. check this, do that. Like whether they're a couple, whether they're a, a solo guy, a solo gal, whether they live in a house, like people, people are there to help you. And I think that is part of the myth that, you know, if you're alone, you don't have anyone to help you, but mm. so cool I love that. That's a good one. Yeah. So, Definitely oh, myth. <laughs> um, I had another. I had another one. Um, oh yeah. So you have to build your own van, mm. or you're not really a of family. Of course. Friend. I mean, definite myth. Of course. That's. I don't know if it has to be said because yeah. obviously you didn't build your van. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it goes similar to the. Oh gosh. No. <laughs> I hurt myself using Velcro. Um. <laughs> but I mean. <laughs> like uh i mean it's similar to the 
to the you have to be rich to do van life mm. um, you don't have to build it yourself nope. and to be fair like there's this like concept that as a van lifer you have to like be the dirtiest dirt bag and like the most hardcore van lifer to win some like <laughs> mythical contest like we're not really sure who we're competing against but we're competing for this title and like it feels like if you didn't build your own van if you're not like pooping in the woods every day not showering for like a million years like you're not winning at van life or if you take a break from van life um you're like not as hardcore and I think we just need to like that is that needs to go (laughs) like there's so many ways to do this and like you can have a pink rug in your van and still be a van lifer and never poop in the woods like it's fine I've never pooped in the woods not inside my van (laughs) congratulations I can't say I have done that I can vouch for that myth. My like, so I don't, I don't know if everyone's heard my story, um, but yeah. So Jake and I basically it was October of 2019. We decided we were gonna get a van. We literally started like putting cash in envelopes to go save up to buy a van, and then in December we found the van, and our lease for our place was up in January and because we were so like we weren't poor but our rent was extortionate and so we were just funneling basically our entire paycheck into rent and so the goal was like get out of this place ASAP and so yeah we basically just built the shell of our van it had walls a wooden bed like frame nothing else it didn't even have a kitchen it had nothing and so we like put our queen mattress from our apartment on this floating bed frame, shoved everything we owned in the giant garage underneath, oh literally had like moving boxes um, underneath the bed. It was, and like you could see, like we had the roof installed, but we had like still the blue um, vapor barrier kind of poking out at the sides. <laughs> it was a mess. <laughs> So yeah, I can vouch. We did that for like a month until we finished our jobs and left to finish the build. But yeah, that was that was a situation. We did that for a while. Yeah, I give so much credit to people who do what you did and mm. or even people that move in like empty cargo van and build it in parking lots during the day and live in it because and even that, like there's things that in my build that uh you know, they say the day you finish your build, your first build, you start planning your second. Uh, but when you live in it, you're living in the space and you know what it is. And, you know, as you're, as you're living in it and it's not finished, you can be like, oh, let's move this over here. And like, oh, this mm. would be great. Or like, oh, I don't think we need that. So it's almost better to live in it pre-built. And then you, yeah, you get an idea of like what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. And like, for example, for us, like even when we did do our first build completion, um, mostly honestly, because we ran out of money, we, we had curtains and like big plastic tubs for our like clothes because we ran out of budget to build our cabinets. Like that was our reality. 
and we were like I mean to be fair in our defense we were like we'll go on the road and we'll get a job somewhere and then COVID happened so that was fun um so luckily we didn't keep going on the build otherwise it would have been maybe worse um but yeah, like you, you yeah. deal with what you have and you, yeah. And I think if we had done it like perfectly the first time, we wouldn't have been like, we would have, wouldn't have understood what we would have needed um, when we did eventually complete the build. Yeah. Mm. 100%. Yeah. There's so many things in this band that I would definitely not have. <laughs> like the giant shelves? You just don't use them, but you don't know before. Some, someone said the other day, it doesn't look like you really need to do that tippy-toe thing. You're just exaggerating. Like, <laughs> exactly. <okay. laughs> oh, so good. Um, I think that's all the ones I... All the all the good ones, I think. Yeah. I mean, I've got a few more, but honestly, I think we've, like, completed it pretty well. Um, I guess I would just love to wrap up our yeah. chat with one last final question which is like if you had a final piece of advice for anyone who is listening who may be looking who is maybe looking to get into van life um just to like give them a slice of real life van life advice yeah so i do i always give the same piece of advice um and that is that when you're like your van life is your van life your van life or sorry your van like the build the layout you need to build it for your lifestyle so if that needs to be like super fancy and super slick and have all the bells and whistles then that's what it needs to be and if it doesn't it doesn't or like me I wanted a hanging closet not many people care about that so don't come at me because I've got a hanging closet instead of a shower that's what I needed in my van. And so I just always think that people should like build their van or travel or not travel or start in an empty cargo van or start in a minivan or buy a completely finished RV. Do whatever it like is going to be your van life. And don't think that you have to take like the, you know, the gauzy gauzy curtains at sunset blowing in the wind in the mountains like that's a great life I would love to be in the mountains at sunset with the with the doors open but don't make that your pinnacle make this doing if you want to do it just do it and make whatever it is yours that's fine that's my that is really good advice on it I like Thanks. no it was perfect so good well I mean obviously like I'm gonna link everyone to where they can find you but is there anything else you would like people to know about like obviously like, you have your own blog like any anywhere else you want to direct people to find you and connect with you yeah probably just the Instagram uh M Stan Life is the best place um I love chatting that's how you and I met it is it is long time ago now actually well thank you so much for taking the time after and i'm a bandit for a voice message so oh right every time i send them to someone who maybe doesn't use them they're like oh 
what is this? This is weird. And I'm like, come on, give it time. You'll love it soon. Yeah, you'll love it. Emily and I love them. <laughs> yeah. It'll come. It'll come. Um, yeah. yeah, well, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day after work, after your day off that you were meant to have a day off, but you ended up working. <laughs> so thank you for taking the time Surprise. to have a chat. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. We've been talking about it for a while, so I'm glad we finally got around to it. Forever. I'm glad. Awesome, love. Well, have an amazing rest of your day. Next time we'll have wines on the roof. Ooh. Why didn't we have wine during this? I mean, it's morning for me. That's probably why. But that would have been Uh, a good idea. Because it's pouring rain. Okay. Very cool. Next time. We'll do a follow-up. I would I'd fall right off the roof and not because of the wine. I would fall right off because <laughs> of the rain. <laughs> oh, good. I love it. I will let you go. Um, but have an amazing rest of your day. You too. Thanks. Alrighty guys, that is it for today. As always, if you have enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating and a review. Really helps us get our name out there, helps us to reach new people who are looking to find shows like this one. Um, I also want to remind everyone, if you're tuning in, don't forget to subscribe. It just makes it easy to get notified when episodes go live. And then last but not least, If you want to head over to Instagram, if you hang out in that space of the internet, I've just recently started a page for the podcast, Road to Thriving Podcast, and basically it's just my way of connecting with you guys. It is where I'm going to be sharing updates and teasers of what's to come, and just generally as a way that you can connect with me to give me ideas of what you want to hear on the show and yeah, what you're liking, what you want to hear more of, etc. So that's over there. And guys, hope you have an amazing day and I'll see you next time.